Yeah. Hey, wrestling fans! This is Quint Charisma here with this uh, podcast. This is the second time I've I've done one. I don't have an official name for it. I don't know. We might come up with one. Who knows? But tonight we got a very special guest. My good old buddy Mark Gordy is here. How you doing tonight, Mark? No, fat and lazy. That's what's way to be, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> the only way to be. Exactly. Uh, just, uh, Sitting here with ice on my knee. It went out at work the other night, and uh, I've been having trouble with my knees. And just went to see a vascular specialist uh, last week, and he sent me downstairs there in Summit, and I had X-rays took. And this week I'm supposed to go to supposed to get some um, ultrasounds done on both legs for uh, to check my veins. And uh, <laughs> it's just don't get better. Like I said, it went out Monday night. Uh, well, actually Sunday night at work. If it don't get better, I'll probably be going to the emergency room in the morning because I can't. I have. I ain't been able to walk on this damn thing in two days. So yeah. anyway, <laughs> yeah, I'm not with you. Wrestling injuries, I guess. Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm with you on those knees. I'm. Uh, they told me uh, back. Was it? Uh, Almost a year ago, that uh, I need a double knee replacement, but uh, the insurance won't cover it because I'm too fat. So, <laughs> so yeah, I got Damn. both knees are bone on bone, and one of the knees, their bones are they're bone on bone, and they're pushing out to the side now. So it's oh, so I'm right God, with you on that on them knees, man. I know what you're feeling. <laughs> so all right, we're gonna start off tonight. And we ain't gonna go through career stuff. It's not we're just gonna we're gonna do uh, something uh, near and dear to your heart. It's uh, the promotion. It was called HCW. So uh, actually, it started out as a different, a different under a different name, right? Yeah, um, we started out as uh, Mid South Wrestling, and uh, Troy Eaton and his father uh, um, Bud they started up the company back in nineteen ninety. Five, I believe, and uh, yeah, started out as uh, Mid South Wrestling, and we uh, ran shows at the uh, Lakeview Elementary in Mount Juliet. Okay, so how many? Uh, how long did y'all run there at Lakeview? Uh, I believe we ran two or three times. Two or three times. Yeah, and. Yeah, it was two or three times, and then, like, maybe at that third show, right around that week, we went to McMinnville and talked to you. Oh. Hold on, folks. I think we have lost Mark. i got to figure out how to pause this. All right, fans. Yeah, we had a little technical difficulty. Like I said, this is all new to me. So, uh... Mark, uh, you there this time? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. All right, okay. So, uh, I think when it cut off, you were talking about, it said, uh, y'all just, uh, finished up in Mount Juliet, and, uh, Mount Juliet, uh, y'all was going to McMinnville, so, so tell me, uh, how that, all the details on that. Yeah, so, uh, we wasn't drawing too good in Lakeview, so, we were looking for some more that somewhere else to, to go to and and we had heard uh, from somebody I forget who now that uh, uh, in McMinnville at Jake's auction he see, we weren't the very first ones to run there it was another group uh, 
I forget who it was now. And if I'm not mistaken, it was somebody who used to work with that group uh, told us about the building. So we went and talked to Jake and uh, one day, and he was all for it. You know, he wanted wrestling back there. And uh, so we... Uh, set up a date we changed the name we wanted a little something a little mid-south wrestling that's really generic you know plus you know go watch my <laughs> come and beat us over the head with a walking tall stick or some shit <laughs> but uh anyway uh, I don't know how that came about name change as far as who came up with it and all that uh it's been too many years ago but uh so our first uh let's see the first show with Jake's um, that would have had to been like in January or February of 1996. Okay. Was this, if I'm not uh, mistaken. so, so y'all got in there, y'all talked to Jake, and, uh, so, was this gonna be, when you talked to him, what was the, was the plan to run? Was it a one show deal, see how it drew, or was y'all, what was the actual plan at Jake's? Well, um, let's see. You'd see the smoke coming out of my ears right now. <laughs> hey, brother, that's all, hey. that's all right, man, because I tell you, I've been doing the uh, podcast with Justin Descends on the Tape Trader one, man, and I've left out so much stuff, and after I'd go back and say, oh, I left this. So I've been going, and man, I've been like writing Everything. And also, I'm gonna say this real fast. I know this is, this is your time, but I'm gonna, if anybody's listening to this and you're in the business right now, d- do this: is you if you don't, you regret it because I regret it to this day. Tape everything, get every kind of gimmick about the show, flyers, everything. Take pictures, get all the pictures you can. Write down your shows you worked, who you worked, your fin, you know, what all that stuff. Because trust me, when you get old and have 27 and a half concussions like some of us have, you will not remember this stuff. And I, you know, I had a great memory up until about probably a year ago. I, and like I said, I'm forgetting all kinds of stuff. So I'm going back right now. So if you're in the business now, tape, write it down, everything. Because you'll, you'll be glad one day you have it. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I, I second that. I actually, what you said about writing, writing down, I had, man, I had our first match in November, late November 91, when we debuted in Hartsville, all the way up till, uh, I believe I got out of the business officially in 2001. And my last match then was with Tommy Big Figure. You remember him from... Yep. Murfreesboro. Yep, she do. Uh, yeah, and it was at the Murfreesboro National Guard Armory. And I think that was like in January of 2001. Of course, I worked some shows after that. We did that benefit for uh, Jake. Yeah, I what, remember a couple that. years after that. Yeah, we, in fact, me and Troy worked you and Shane that night. Yeah, sure did. And, uh, and then... Uh, me and Troy worked some up in Gallatin when you and Shane were up there, I believe. Yep. And I believe the last time I was in the ring was probably around about 2006 or 
seven, I believe, and it was for Troy. Troy Eaton ran a couple of shows at the uh, Old Hickory uh, Community Center. Okay. Was you, did you work them? I worked a few shows. of them. Worked a couple of them, yeah. The one you talking about the ones him and Chad ran? Yeah, I I don't know if Chad, his, his cousin Chad, I don't was he on in on the shows with Troy? I think he had. The, I think he bought the ring. Cause he bought the ring from oh, Brian God. Cheatham, and I, yeah, I think they were doing. I think Chad had the ring, and Troy had, was uh, did the show, something like that. I know uh, Chad. I know yeah. Chad had the ring because he bought it from Cheatham. Because I, I told him Cheatham had an extra ring, but it needed a lot of work to it, so he bought it. I do know oh, that. Man, it wasn't that. Was it that ring that Cheatham used for uh, the, when uh, Cheatham ran the old cheese? Well, you know Jake's uh, the old cheese factory no, back in two thousand. No, I, well, it might have been because that ring was horrible, man. You know that You're was about dips and valleys. Oh, that was that was a, that was like a minefield. Do you know that was an old Gullis ring though? It just uh, that ring had been passed down through so many people. And never, nobody ever put any, that ring was probably, at that time, that ring was probably, I want to say, 40 years old, at least. Goodness gracious. And nobody probably put, put any work on repairs on it in probably 15 years or 20 on it, so. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it was bad. Well, but, uh, yeah, so, uh. Where are we going? <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, how how we got off on that? Uh, <laughs> I don't oh, Okay, so that was uh, last time you worked. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was probably about 2006, I guess, for Troy. But uh, anyway, oh yeah, yeah. Writing stuff down. Yeah, you youngsters out there. Uh, I mean, me and Greg did it. We we just. Uh, we uh, is it okay to use your shoe name? I don't care anymore. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Quentin. Uh, you, you, I'll give you my name, my last. I'll give you my social security number. Even. <laughs> hey, you might do me some good because my credit's so shot, and actually might do me some good. Somebody steal my social security number. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I had that that first that first match all the way to, to I guess 2006 wrote down, man, and uh. Moving, moving a couple times, you end up losing stuff, you know? Yeah, I think I had it up to like the first year and a half, maybe. And then I stopped doing it and regret it ever since. I know, I know. I wish I could go back find that but yeah that thing's long gone. <laughs> That's like a, these uh, HCW tapes. Oh, I um, man, I know there's another box. I had more than got twenty, I think twenty four shows on PHS, and I'm missing another box somewhere. I, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go up in the attic, but I can't, I can't with my, with my knees the way they are now. I may have to send my wife up there to. to yeah, uh, we don't need you going up. up we don't, I mean, we all want to see the footage, but we don't want you to. Get, you know, get hurt going up there to get some tapes. <laughs> yeah, I don't take a bump off that ladder. Shoot. <laughs> but uh, hopefully I can find the other box, man, because it would be a shame to have, you know, lost it somewhere for yeah. the move or whatever the hell. But there's a lot of shows on there, and like I said, I'm going to try to convert them all to DVD and 
So that stuff, you know, them, these VHS tapes, they don't last forever, man. Now it does and I need to get them transferred to ASAP. But uh, anyway, yeah, so our first show was probably January or February of 1995 there at the old Jake's Auction Building off of Sparta Road in McMinnville. He had the, um, up front was uh, where he had all those auction is a yard sale gimmick stuff or whatever in the back part of it you know that's where he set the ring up and moved all the washer and dryers off to one side and oh all yeah the- <laughs> yeah was, I, was was- this, I was watching some of this footage man and you know two sides wasn't nothing but you know gimmicks thrown up against the wall from his auction the washer and dryers and Okay, the couches and stoves. Uh, <laughs> I, but there I was, the thing is, though, man, some nights there'd be so many people in there, there'd be people sitting up on them washers and dryers watching the matches. Yeah, I know. They'd be sitting up there on them washers and dryers. Yeah. And, sometimes, and sometimes when you took a bump, man, you'd roll out of the ring and sit your ass down on the couch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh man! But uh, no, we didn't really. I, I don't know if we were going to try to run every other week. I know we couldn't do it every week. Um, I don't think we wanted to do it every week. Um, I think at first we were just going to try to see, like you said, maybe how it would draw. And I believe at first we just did it once a month. Once a month. I'm not mistaken. Okay. So when did um? Cause I know y'all ran. Uh, what was it? Oh, it, uh, was it Lafayette? Yeah, Lafayette. Yeah. yeah. So when did you? What time period yeah, was that? The same time period. When we went and talked to Jake, we also went to Lafayette and talked to the uh, people of the National Guard Armory there. We went to Smithville and talked to. Um, the people from the National Guard Armory there. Hey, we went to a lot of places around, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. We went to, uh, we actually, we went to Centerville and talked to the uh, National Guard Armory there, but nothing came came from that, I don't think. And uh, we, uh, hell, there was a few other places, a few about, other cities. We, what about the uh, Tucker's, uh, Tucker Crossroads outside of Lebanon? Well, was oh, that about yeah, same, yeah, same, yeah. T- same time period, too? Yeah, yeah, that was around the same time period, too. We, we, that's the, that was our idea. We wanted to be kind of like a uh, touring promotion, you know? Yeah. And, that, and that, if I'm not mistaken, maybe that's why we didn't do Jake's every week or every other week, because we wanted to run other towns, too. Okay. Uh, the, the, you know, the other weekends that we went at Jake's, and... For the first month there, we did. We we had uh, Jake's, we had Lafayette, we had Smithfield, and uh, we ran Crossfield too. I don't know if that was right around that time period or. I think Crossfield I was a tad. I think Crossville. Okay, I worked one Crossville on, show. It was some. T- it was. Uh, it was spring of '96 when y'all ran uh, Crossville. All right, yeah, so that was a little bit later on. But, uh, yeah, we ended up, I think, we only ran with Fayette and Smith because those two towns didn't draw for us at all. 
and uh, we actually we had Pat Tanaka booked for Lafayette, and oh my lord! Um, of course, he never showed. I was on the phone with him in the dressing room up until like showtime, and he's like, "Man, I'm just coming back from a T- uh, WCW." TV taping, blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to make it there. I'm trying to get in town or whatever the hell he was trying to, you know, uh, feed me lies about. <laughs> his ass probably sitting on his couch at home going, right. I ain't going up there. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he ended up no-showing us. And uh, uh, I think, I don't know hell what we did, but... Um, he was supposed to work Big John. I'm not, yeah, he's supposed to work Big John. You remember it's Big John? Uh, yeah, John Flynn. Yeah. I believe he was supposed to work. He used to, I think he was doing the Otto Von Bronner. Oh, Von Bra- that, that sounds about right, because that's around that time he was doing it. Uh, he started doing that. I know he started doing that around 96, uh, late, probably late 95, early 96, like when he started doing that. So it's close to that time period. Yeah, and I remember originally. Now this came, this just popped up in my head. I wanted Troy to work Pat Tanaka because they both the Pat. You know, Pat had them hellacious back bumps, man. Them yep. flat back bumps, and Troy did too. Troy was one of the best bump takers around here. And I just, man, I was like, man, you need to work Pat. You know, y'all have a hell of a match. Yep, and. Troy didn't want to do it, so I ended up working Troy in some, I think it was a barbed wire baseball bat gimmick match, but, uh, <laughs> oh, that's another thing, that's another memory, I'm probably going to go all over the, the board. That's all right, go, just go, it right. don't matter, man, it's your, it's your, it's your you, you do what you want, go where you want to go. <laughs> I remember, uh, working a spot show, I don't even know who in hell it was for, I believe it was in... Spencer, Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken. I'm, I could be totally mistaken. I know me and, and was that when me and you, me yeah, and you worked, we, me and you worked Spencer yeah, we, for we Roger Howe. We worked yeah, Spencer for Roger, for Roger Howe. My God, do you remember his title belt? It was like a, a regular weightlifting belt with like some kind of gimmick on the front of it, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. But uh, anyway, I think we went there and worked for somebody me and Troy, they heard we were doing the barbed wire baseball bat gimmick match. And uh, yeah, now this was back when only ECW was doing it. Nobody else was doing it, man. And when we got in, of course, it used to take those uh, uh, ECW shows for me. And I used to yeah. get in front of you. I become an instant mark for that uh, stuff, man. So me and Troy started doing them around the horn here. And uh, we got booked, I think it was in Spencer. We got put down there, and it's funny, he was in the dressing room, uh, one of Ian Rotten's uh, uh, regulars yeah, was on this show. Uh, uh, yeah, you, y'all had heat with Ian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, I think it was American Kickboxer was on the show. Was, that's a, I, I believe that's who was on the that, show. That's one of, that was one of his boys at the time. He was working for Ian at the time, yeah. Yeah, and he was saying, man, you got heat with, I was like, huh? You got heat with Ian Rodden for doing the gimmick. I was like, what the hell? Has he got a patent on it? The trademark or some crap, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's how I, I, uh, I can't remember who told me where I was at when I they said, yeah, you know, uh, Mark and Troy, 
they they uh, they started doing the the blah blah baseball bat stuff. I was like, yeah, it's a herd, and uh, they go, man, Ian is mad. I was like, Ian, why is he mad? They said, cause him and Axel are the only two that in the United States do it. I said, well, I said, well, that's crazy. I said, everybody is like, so what's Ian gonna do about it? So they said, I don't know. We just heard he had heat. He had heat, and I was like, well, I, mean, I don't see Ian coming down to Tennessee to to. Uh, to do anything about it, so you know, I, who cares? Yeah, exactly. You know, hell, me, you know, maybe that's where I heard it from. You, it might have been me. I can't remember who I heard it. I can't remember who or who I heard it from though. But I remember that because it was right after it was right after y'all did the first one, and somebody I don't know who it was. I'm trying to remember. I cannot. I, I tell you, I can't remember who it was. But they said that. Uh, that y'all had heat with him because uh, that was him and Axel's gimmick. Nobody else could do, could do it. And so yeah, I was like, oh, well. I mean, it's a wrestling business. Come on, I mean. You exactly, know? you know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so. All right, go ahead. Yeah, we, uh, <laughs> yeah so we, uh, we did a show in Smithville, and uh, like I said, they didn't draw nothing, so. When they didn't draw, we just decided to stay with Jake. Jake was doing all right down there as far as uh, attendance-wise. So we just concentrated on uh, now. Hold on. We did the Tucker's Crossroads. We did, actually, we did Tucker's Crossroads a couple of times, I believe. I think you did, and, like, three uh, shows there, I think. Yeah. I was on three. And, I know I was on three shows. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh... They didn't draw too good either, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I tell you what, it wasn't for lack of advertising, man. I mean, we would go to the local newspaper, get an ad put in, and we would paper that town with posters, flyers. I know because I'm the one that did it. <laughs> not, I, <laughs> go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead. The thing about Texas Crossroads, I think what hurt that, man, that building was out in the middle of nowhere. It was. I think that's what hurt it. Yeah. And, uh, but, man, many long nights of Kinko's. <laughs> back, back when you had to do it, you know, by hand, you know. Yeah. No computer and stuff. And, and actually, <laughs> I think also what hurt it, too, you know, because it's, you know, they consider that Lebanon, but it's not even close. But Lebanon at the time was dead. It, 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 it yeah. Lebanon had been burned out. And uh, so... Even though, you know, y'all were close to, you know, it was considered, you know, Lebanon, Lebanon wasn't going to draw either. So, I think that was just one of those things, it don't matter how much you advertise, that it wasn't going to draw. I think you could have, you know, at the time, you could have the biggest star in the business. I, you know, I don't think people was going to come to that show, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, um... So, yeah, we, we, uh, if I'm not mistaken, we did Jake's once a month, and then gradually over time, it turned into every two weeks. Yeah. So when y'all first started, uh, actually at Jake's, doing the once a month show, who was your, what, what crew did y'all use? Who was y'all booking? Well, uh, Tracy Smothers. Um, back then, I was doing a Prozac Jack gimmick, uh, crazy gimmick that, you know, if you, if you, 
I heard on the news, you know, and read on in the newspaper or sometimes people take that Prozac and they just go crazy. So I, I, that's the gimmick I've been. Of course, Troy, uh, you, we booked you. Um, we uh, we tried booking Big John doing the auto Von Brown gimmick, but he no showed up first night. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he was supposed to work Tracy that night. I believe, but anyway, um, Tony Falk, strictly business. Um, the Mortons, uh, Crow the Death Stalker. And I tell you what, uh, nothing against the Mortons. Uh, uh, I've worked for them, worked with them, nothing against them at all. But, uh, man, George Weinroth, man, he used to just ride my ass about booking them. He just said they were too small, you know. Too, the, why are you booking small guys? <laughs> he would just... <laughs> but if Steve and Shane's listening to this, man, I love you guys. I ain't never had a problem with you, and I booked you regardless of that. But just one of them things that just popped in my head about that. You know, the chores just riding no. my ass ball. He had, I guess, you know, he thought wrestlers should look like wrestlers, you know. But. Yeah. Well, that time period, anyway. though, you know, it was. It seemed like, uh, you know, all in, in the wrestling business, um, it was starting to change where, the little guy, you know, you, the little guys that, you know, couldn't get in the business unless they were a manager or a ref was actually starting to get to actually get bookings as ref. So it was kind of changed. It, it, wrestling business that, that was starting to change a little bit where the smaller guys were actually starting to get to, you know, wrestling matches instead of just being refs and, um, you know, uh, managers at the time. You know, so, and George, you know, he'd been in the business all his life, and I guess he still, you know, he... he you know, it, it hadn't really come to full effect, so he was still looking at it as, you know, they should be managers or refs, you know. So he was still yeah. having the old school philosophy, but it was starting to it was starting to change, you know, around that time period. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, up in New York you had, you know, Bret Hart, Sean Mackens, those weren't big guys, you know, and and uh actually I heard uh I was listening to uh, Jerry Jarrett on his uh podcast the other night and he was talking about how he's the one suggested to Vince you know uh, to go with the smaller guys and so yeah, I, I got a question time. about I got a question about it. I don't want to get some heat with guys about to say but I know a lot of these podcasts you know people they work they work people on them I, it's hard for me to listen to Jerry Jarrett's podcast you know, uh, I know exactly where you're going there as far as, well, you know, he, he is he is getting up there in age, you know. And the, the first episode, I thought he was drunk. His speech was so did. slurred. <laughs> I know. Uh, I thought that too, but it's just after listening to him, I think he's done about three three shows now, and he, he sounds exactly the same. So I, I'm just a... I think it's just the age thing. Uh, it's that and some and just some of his stuff he taught. It's his stories. I, to me, they just they don't add up. The yeah. you know the thing where uh, uh, the thing where they went to the um, NWA thing when him and Nick split 
And the only person that stood up for him, I think he said it was Vince Sr. And, and he talked about uh, uh, when they had their closed doors, they told uh, uh, Terry and Jr. and the Violent Boys they had to go out, but uh, uh, Dory Sr. and Fritz, they stayed in the meetings because they were the head of the... My thing is, though, uh, didn't Dory die like in... Uh, Dory Sr. die like in 72 or something? So how how uh, could know, how could Dory be in like how could Dory been in the NWA <laughs> meeting when he well, w- when uh, when he split with Gillis in seventy seven? Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, exactly. his stuff, you know, some of his stuff yeah. did not ma- does not match up. No, some of his dates uh, I kind of something to his last show this past time, uh, and I was like. I had to do a double take. I was like, huh? I don't remember what it was now, but I was like, he's totally wrong on that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I know, you know, you get, like, we, hey, I'm sure he's forgot more, you know, because oh, you know, yeah. we're going to get old, like, we're, we're already losing, so we can't forget, remember stuff, but, but yeah. I don't know, it's just, it seems like, you know, I don't know. I guess I expect more from him, you know, because he's, <laughs> I don't know. He's supposed to, you know, because everybody holds him such high, you know, on the food chain of wrestling, you know, as the, you know, on the, the all-time geniuses. So I guess that's, you know, probably why, because, you know, and it's like, and then you hear him, it's like, okay, hold on now, you know. But I guess it's just old age. He's not, you know, remembering stuff. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I just, I it's it, it just I don't know. <laughs> I, that's all I can say. Is I don't know. I'm just not. A, I, I'm not a fan yet. I still I'm still giving them a, a chance and listen to it, but you know a few more episodes and if I the way if I you know I'm gonna bow out and go start listening to something else. This is my you know. Do you listen to uh, Scott Dowling's podcast? Man, I listened to his first one. I haven't listened to it yet. Because I actually listened to the first three, and he talks too much about Lawler. It's Lawler, Lawler, Lawler. So I stopped he is his. He is a Lawler mark, man. He is. But yeah. hey, yeah, I'm a Lawler mark, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, my thing is, I, I heard he has, he's been having more different people. But I, like the first, well, the first one he had, I guess, was Jerry Jarrett. But after that, the la- the next two I listened to was just about Lawler. And I was like, I just, you know, I want to know more, you know, it's I mean you know something different. So I don't, they say he's got, he's been you know he's different now, but I guess probably gonna go back and uh, just look at the titles and see the ones that's got you know guest so host and stuff you know. But actually, I did listen to one uh, where he had Cornette on there where they're trying to uh, to uh, think if that, to realize if the uh, guy was actually Mill Maskers. Oh, I listened yeah. to that one with Cornette on that. That was hilarious. But <laughs> who, who did? Who did Cornette say it was? Um, uh, friend, uh, Francisco Flores or yeah. something like that. <laughs> they used his uh, athletic uh, commission card or some crap. Yeah. Or <laughs> man, but who knows, man? But uh, yeah, so uh. Hell, uh, yeah, then we started running every other week, I believe, and, uh, we had it, we had it, we ran shows there, um, until Troy's, uh, 
dad sold it to Steve Bryant and and Randall Fanning. Okay, hold on, back up a little bit and go uh, talk about okay because that was in what ninety seven, early ninety seven when they sold to them, late ninety six. Something like that, late 96, early 97, something like that. Okay, back up a little bit and uh, talk about the Springfield. I mean, not Springfield, I'm sorry, Crossville. Because I know the Crossville show, I worked one and it was a good house. So tell oh, me about yeah, the Crossville first, shows. Yeah, that, that first show there, uh, we had Tracy working. See, uh, Big John, Big John Flynn, uh, that was his hometown. His uh, his family was from there. I don't know if that helped, you know, attendance or what. But uh, we booked him on top with Tracy. Uh, they had been going around the horn. I know they had been working up Paducah, Kentucky for uh, Tony Fox, and supposed to have been having some pretty good matches up there. So uh, we booked uh, uh, him and Tracy for uh, Crossville. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, we booked them for two shows uh, we actually <laughs> I, I came back there and I was in the dressing room when I came up to went up to Tracy I said Tracy you mind doing the favors of John tonight <laughs> I was a little apprehensive you know at first man and, man. and uh, uh, Tracy man I tell you what ain't Tracy one of the nicest guys in the business he is man for somebody that's been everywhere and done everything he Tracy Smothers is is one of the best you ever meet in the wrestling business. Yep, and any of you young guys out there sharing a dressing room with them, you need to just maybe pull up a chair, sit next to them, shut up, and listen. Listen to them. Because the guy's got a, a, years of knowledge and know-how for this business. And then and, after, after uh, he gets, and after, just sit there and listen, but after he gets worked, after he worked his match, and gets back and, and, you know, gets dressed and everything's out. You know, ask him, you know, ask him, you know, tell him, you know, you're green the business. You know, just ask him some, for some advice. Tracy will give it to you. He'll, he'll love, he loves helping the young kids. So, yeah. yeah, and, yeah, one of the nicest guys. So, yeah, Tracy had no problem at all. He said, whatever you need, man. And I was like, you know, that kind of blown away, but uh, I, I, we, we booked Tracy as much as we could and wherever we ran, and I just loved, loved booking Tracy. Never once had a problem with him for, for anything. But uh, yeah, we ran uh, Crossville a few times. Uh, the first time, of course, Drew, well, you were there, it drew pretty good, and uh, I think it just each time instead of growing it just slacked off each time and yeah. plus man that was a haul and a half yeah. goodness gracious yeah, it's, it's it was a, like a man I mean just that was a bitch <laughs> I mean it was a good little building man you know good little setup, good little gym you know and, but uh, just man just that just that hall over there, you know. And yeah, for y'all, was, you know, I'm sure it was because y'all, y'all had to go up there, take the ring, set up everything, and get everything going, and take it down. So yeah, that that's thanks for a long day, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, exactly. After you put up a, after you, I know, speaking for myself, after you put up a ring, man, you don't want to do a damn thing. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like damn, man. Uh, so, but, 
so okay, uh, so y'all stopped running that. So y'all was running Jake's. Y'all went to every other other week. So uh, what was? Uh, just tell me some of the big uh, programs and stuff. You know, angles y'all did through that time period and and people y'all brought in and just you know, just talk about some of the stuff. Well, of course, like I said, we used Tracy as much as we could. And we used, uh, I know we used Stephen Bunn a couple times. And, um, oh, man, I just, just our local veterans around here, you know, um, you, uh, uh, just Tony Falk, of course, uh, Wild Boys, George, George Weingroff doing the sheet gimmick, and, uh, Larry Valentine, um, man, we just, Gary Valiant, um, we just, like I said, used basically a lot of the uh, veterans of the local scene around here, and uh, I know we you, did a Gary. I'm sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. I know Dale Storm, y'all used him, he was y'all's main uh, hill manager. Did y'all bring Cat in while Dale was still there toward the end, or did Cat come in after Dale was gone? Yeah, Cat came in after Dale was gone. Okay. That was uh, Steve and Randall brought him in. Okay, all right. Yeah, uh, hell, I don't even know if I knew about Cat at the time. Maybe I did, but anyway, we uh, we went with Dale. And I tell you what, man, I used to um, Randall Fanning. Not 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 so much Steve Bryant, but Randall, man. He couldn't stand Dale Storm. He, he, could, he didn't like. Well, I, 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 I should rephrase that. Not as far as personally, he didn't like his the way he the way he worked the manager gimmick. He said it was too much like Bobby Heenan. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I think Bobby's pretty good myself, but um, oh yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think that's I think that's probably the reason why they didn't use Dale. They used Cat. They brought Cat in. Um, either that, or was Dale? Has he already moved? By yeah, that I think time he. I think he. Had, I think Dale. Was getting ready to move, already moved. But my thing is, I mean, I like, I, like, I had nothing wrong with Dale. I mean, I love Bobby Heenan, but I didn't see Bobby Heenan in Dale's managing style. I, I don't know where they got that from, but you know, anyway, if <laughs> Dale was probably still there, uh, he, I don't know, when Randall Steve took over, he might not have had a job there, but, uh, um, I'm just doing stuff left and right. Hey, do what you got to do, man. Because, I mean, that's just but, telling uh, the truth of, you know, of, you know, because he was y'all's main manager the whole time, you know, and, uh-huh. you know, and he, but yeah, he, uh, I thought he, I thought always, I never had a problem with Dale. I thought he did good, you know, so, I mean. Yeah, I never had a problem with Dale either. Yeah. He, I, I like Dale. Dale's doing a stand-up uh, comedy now yeah, in Ohio. Yeah, he's a stand-up comedian, yeah. He's, he's all over the place up there. Wiley's and all those clubs up there. Yep, yep. Right. Okay, tell me about the, uh, <laughs> the uh, dressing room situations at the first Jake's and y'all. Because that, that was crazy. It was crazy. Tell me about the dressing well, rooms. Uh, okay, the dressing room. So, um, 
there's an auction house, and of course, you know, at a lot of these places, you got a concession stand, and well, it, it, this concession stand just looked like a normal kitchen, you know, <laughs> a door going in, and a door, uh, yeah, a door going in, it was real small, and that's, I guess, where they fixed, they had a fridge in there, and I think a stove, and there's a sink, and, there's a sink. Yeah, there's a sink in there, and, and we had to fit all of us fat guys up in there. It was a what, about a 10-foot by 6-foot space? Yeah. We had to dress, the hills had to dress in because all the uh, the stove and fridge and all that stuff. The sink, all took all the round members, like, it was like 10-foot by 6, like 10-foot long, 6-foot wide. And I remember the first night I worked, it was like... I don't know the first, not when the first, I can't remember when it was, but I remember one night it was me, you, uh, Tony Falk, John Scorpion, uh, I think maybe Big John was in there too, and like two of the guys, and it was like, how in the world is this, I mean, I thought the old Columbia dressing room was small. You beat me to it, man, yeah. I you to the city, you know, Columbia dressing Man, that was ridiculous. And I'm in the, and it was summertime and there was no air flowing. Oh my oh, gosh! Man. And the baby faces had the baby faces. They, tell them about the baby faces dressing room. That was the hill dressing room. Tell them about the baby yeah, faces. The, ba the baby faces had it pretty good compared to us, you know. Pretty good? Come on, they had it made. They had this big old. Okay, it was where Jake and Miss Jean and his wife were. Was it his wife or anyway? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> whatever. That's where they lived at, I believe. Yeah, or, that was a, that was uh, a living quarters. Yeah, it was a living quarters there, and it's just really a big open space. And back towards the back of the the building there, the back of the room, there was a bed there, and hell, all the, the baby faces sprawled out on the bed. And there. The, a couch, TV, <laughs> air conditioning. Yeah, that's why I told. That's why I told y'all. Uh, well, actually, I told Stephen Randall running. Uh, when I told him, I said, "Man, y'all got to turn me babyface." I said, I, 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 "I can't, I can't be in this dressing room no more." <laughs> yeah, it was summertime. It was, I was like, it was summertime. I was like, come. I was like, turn me. And I'm the first night. I, t I was babyface. I went over and I said, "Man, y'all got it made over here." I was over watching baseball, sitting on the couch, AC room. It's a big old room. I was like, "This is ridiculous." Yeah. <laughs> but, oh man! But yeah, the babyfaces—they had it made over there. But oh my gosh! Yeah, those were the, the two dressing rooms. So the babyfaces—they'd have it. They had to come out of the dressing room. And walk through all the gimmicks there for the auction that uh, well, I guess the stuff that they had for sale at, at all times up front. Yeah. Kind of like a little flea market type gimmick or whatever. And so they had to uh, walk their way through that to get to the back of the building. And, but, yeah, they had it made over there, man. <laughs> so, at this time, y'all been running. Okay, so y'all. Y'all sold to uh, Steve and Randall late yeah. 96, early 97. So y'all been running Jake's for at least a year and a half solid, right? Uh, 
Um, uh, I, I actually, I don't think it was uh, that. I, I think maybe about a year. About a year, pretty. But y'all been running yeah. solid though for at least so. So. Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh-huh. so why why did why did uh, Troy's dad want to get out of, get out of uh, the promotion? What was what was the main thing that that um, made him want to get out? Um. Um, y'all were drawing good houses. Yeah, so they I couldn't. Mean, you know, y'all couldn't have been losing money. I mean, I don't see how they could because there was good houses, and I, I don't know exactly what deal y'all had with Jake. But I mean, y'all, you know, but y'all, I mean, y'all had pretty decent, you know, payroll. I'm saying I don't know what was too high, but it wasn't. It was probably higher than a lot of towns at that time, you know, shows. Yeah, but y'all were doing yeah. good, consistent. Yeah, uh, consistently. Yeah, we were drawing pretty good. I, I just and the payroll, uh, we we paid we paid good. Yeah, uh, we paid all right. And uh, I just I don't remember the reason why we um, they, that they sold. I it's just I'm drawing a blank. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe maybe his dad just didn't want to fool with it no more yeah. or whatever, but. I know hey, one time. Out. I know one time. Didn't his dad take a a job driving where he's out of town a lot? During, was it during yeah, that time? Maybe that was it. And he was going to. He was out of town it. a lot. Yeah, he he did a well, deal that, where he uh, he drove uh, diesels, uh, big trucks uh, yeah. out of town to different cities, and I believe that was interfering with yeah. with doing the the shows. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, we had we had a good time there. Um, so, what was the most we, thing that you remember about the time period when y'all had it? What was the the most the thing you're most proud of? At you know that um, happened at that time period at McMinnville HCW. The most proud. Um, I I'm drawing a blank. I, there, there was frustrations on my my part. Um, I'm that I'm not gonna get into. That's fine. That's fine. It's I mean, yeah. When, uh, always when you have partners in the wrestling business, if you're running promotion, there's gonna be problems. It always happens. I'm like, in the you know, it, it's gonna happen. I mean. We, the, uh, it's just a, a booking from a booking standpoint. Yeah. Um. I just sometimes I wished I was the only one doing it. Me and Troy did it together. And sometimes we had a disagreements on stuff. And of course, you know his his dad owned the company. You know what am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, I understand uh, that. I mean that. Yeah. I, trust me. I I've, I've booked places where I've pulled my hair out and. You know, I'm, there's a little thing. I don't know if you ever asked. <laughs> I was <laughs> about the time I I uh, beat up the notebook in in Laverne when I was booking Laverne. I got so out. Yeah, I beat up my notebook. But yeah, it, it happens. <laughs> uh, uh, but you know, um, there's. Um, I was watching one of the tapes I pulled out the other day, and there was one thing. 
And we, we you know, this was there was that was the first time we had ever booked anywhere, you know. Yeah. During, during. and of course we did things. And I pulled pulled the tape out the other day, and we had just brought in Chris Kern and Hot Rod Diggs, mm-hmm. and um, we had strictly business there, and we had them work each other, and and this goes along with what I was just saying, and believe me. Troy, God rest his soul, I'm still not over over that. Yeah. And if I talk about it long enough, I'll start bawling like a baby. But, uh, God, you know, rest in peace, Troy. But uh, that, the, uh, the Bruce Brothers debut, um, we had Strictly Business go, uh, going over the Bruce Brothers. Well, logic would tell you now... And I thought, this is what I thought of at the time, get their heat back, have leave Strictly Business land. Yeah. You know, and set it up for the next time, have them come back, you know. And that got vetoed, and, um, and it ended up with uh, the Bruise Brothers getting the, the, the Frankie and uh, Lawrence they got heat on them afterwards and they just fought them back to the dressing room instead of being left land, you know. Yeah. And for some reason, to this, that, that bothers me watching that. It's like, God, man, they yeah. should have been left land. They should have probably got juice, you know, yeah. been beating the hell out of and come back that way instead of Frankie and Larry fighting them back to the dressing room, man. I'm yeah. like, Ugh, yeah. Why, why come? Why come back if your baby faces are strong? Less strong. Yeah. yeah. They just they just beat them and they just you know and fought them back to the ran them back to the dressing room. And I'm telling you, brother, at the time I'm thinking, hey, they need to be beat down at the end and left land. But like I said, little stuff like that. But you know, um, just different philosophies I guess you know yeah, but, uh, it's, it, yeah it, it's that's when you book when two people book three people book there's always gonna be exactly. you know, you know and it's hard it's hard to do <laughs> too many too many cooks in the kitchen you know but yep. that's the only that's the only thing I hated about it uh everything else you know I liked I can't think of anything off the top of my head off that I'm proud of just I guess being able to do it for a year and drawing all right, you know. Basically, being being successful, y'all's first go around. Basically, it was, you know, that's, yeah. you know, that's that's good. You know, that's one thing you can always say. You know, we we had a good run. We were successful. You know, and, yeah, uh, I mean, we wouldn't if if we wouldn't, then we wouldn't have you know done it over you know maybe a couple of times. But yeah. we were there for about a year before they. So did you know that they were going to sell it, or did they sell it then they told you, or how did that come about? Uh, I, I'm sure they that, but you know, let us know that it was gonna that was going to happen. Hey, looking back on it now, it seems like it was kind of a kind of surprise because it was like I think we, I was just told, hey. Stephen Randall's, you know, taking over. 
I don't think I was, I could be mistaken, but it seems like I wasn't told about it till you know, after, it seems like after they had already agreed to it, you yeah, know. It was but, done deal then. Yeah, I could be mistaken. Uh, it's been that was yeah, it's been like twenty twenty something years ago, but so so, uh, when, so when Stephen Randall took over, um, did they tell you that uh, if they were going to keep you as booking or they were going to book or were they how how was you informed about being relieved of your booking duties? Um, just uh, yeah. Nah, hell. Did they it call you? Did they call you up and tell been, you? Yeah, I think so. I'm not for sure on that. Seems like that probably be it. And they said, "Hey, look, we got Pete Cannon going to do it. Um, he's going to be the Booker, and we'll, you know, Giant Scorpion, Pete Cannon, and uh, which lasted, I think, one week." <laughs> because he got Pete got fired and this is coming straight from Randall Fanning's mouth I'm stooging this off That's right. I'm not talking I'm not talking bad about Pete God rest Pete so uh, you know rest in peace Pete but uh, he had Pete had Troy job to Tom Burton that first night and uh, how, hmm, how can I put this without uh, did he just flat out job him out and didn't set him up to come back or anything or just out there and just no, did a, yeah, it was just a, it was just a job, man. Nothing, you know, set up, come back or nothing, and, and they didn't like that. So, Randall, Randall and Steve didn't like that, and Randall. That's the reason why Pete relieved of his duties. That's what I was told. If I'm not mistaken, that's the reason why they got rid of Pete. And I think I was like one week. I know he wasn't there. I remember look. he wasn't there long. Cause I remember I asked Steve about it, and he just said, because uh, I, I asked Steve, uh, Steve Ryan about it in Shelbyville one night, and he just said that uh, it, it, it wasn't, wasn't going to work out. What they, they wasn't what they wanted. They wasn't what they thought it was going to be or something like that. He yeah, didn't go into so detail. Maybe, maybe it was other other reasons too. I don't know. Well, I don't know. But, if you, my thing is, you you basically go out there. I mean, it's not that he did a job, but just go out there and just you know do a job. And you know he's he the top star of the company basically. And he goes out there and does a job yeah. for no. I mean, yeah. it doesn't. You, you basically just killed your top star. It's yeah, been pushed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, uh, 
But anyway, yeah, that, that's what I heard. That that was one of the reasons that they got rid of uh, Pete Cannon was that situation right there. Okay, so so basically, uh, Big Pete was one and done. So the booking, did they try anybody else, or uh, did they just take over the book? And do it themselves from then. Because I know when I came back in, they were doing it. So when they relieved Pete of his booking duties, did they give uh, let somebody else try it, or did they just go on and take over from then? Yeah, they, they just took the book themselves and did it. And they, they had the book up until they stopped running at the uh, old cheese factory, the Jake location. They had it all that time. So, yeah, it was just uh, they, they took over from Pete. Okay. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't think there was ever, a, unless it was, I'm sure they didn't tell me everything. I mean, I used to talk to Randall all the time, but uh, yeah. um, I don't ever remember them saying anything like, well, we're thinking about going with this guy or that guy. I don't, I don't ever recall that ever happening. I think they just decided to do it themselves. Yeah. Okay, I got a. Uh, we got a few minutes here. Uh, we're coming up on an hour. Um, we Damn, it's been an hour already. Yeah. Well, well here's the thing. Do you want to? Uh, we got about two minutes. Do you want to go on and, and close this one out, and uh, we'll uh, do a part. Start. Uh, I said I want to get an hour on this, so go on and close this episode out. Then we'll uh, we'll start uh, part two. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Because there is, because uh, I, 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 I got tons of more stuff. I'm trying to think of stuff while I'm going, you know, because uh, I remember <laughs> some stuff about, you know, stuff going on. But, yeah, I'm going to go and close this out, and uh, we're going to go. It'll be and, a good, be a good uh, place to stop with Stephen Randall taking over. So. Well, this will be the first uh, installment of uh, Mark Gordy and the HCW. <clears throat> H- <clears throat> Hold on, let me get this HCW is out. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna go on and sign off for this episode, and uh, we're gonna uh, then we'll get on uh, episode number two. Then we'll go from there. So who knows how many episodes will be there? But this is all for now, and we will see you on episode two. Thanks, folks, and God bless.